0: Welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rolison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I'm joined by a couple really good buddies of mine. First of all, we got Justin Sandoval, aka Sandy, and we also have my man Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shamato. Oh, and also uh, Beanie, the pod dog, is running around the house, so you'll probably hear a squeaky toy any moment, so just be prepared for that. Boys, no Markham tonight. He no Markham. To, nope. Um, yep. He uh, couldn't make it tonight, so we're, we're bummed to, to miss you, Zach. Uh, so hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, tonight we are talking about Andor episode number nine, which is
1: called Nobody's Listening. You got it, man. You did not man. even talk about it beforehand. I know. I, yeah, I'm really proud I'm of myself. So, yeah. Hopefully not the situation with our
0: podcast. Shout out to me. <laughs> That's a good point. Shout out to me and a shout out to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, everybody who tunes in each and every week. We want to thank you guys so much. We want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on Apple or Spotify, Google, Something else like that. Uh, we just want to thank you. We also want to remind you to follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, lots of stuff. So check us out, uh, stay connected. And yeah, with that in mind, boys, I think it's time. Spoiler warning. All right. Right off the jump. Yeah. Right off the jump. Yep. Spoiler warning
2: andor episode nine. Nobody's listening. What y'all think? This is definitely a, uh, premiere quality show, man. This, yes. this thing is top notch and it, all the way from the acting to like the set pieces and designs. The music was fantastic. Yeah. This episode, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that this, this could be better than the Mandalorian. Like this show could be the Star Wars show. Yeah.
1: Um, legitimately as I'm watching these couple of episodes, uh, especially the last couple, um, this may be the best prison show I've ever seen. <laughs> it is phenomenal the way that it's being, playing out in the prison and the intensity and just the the, the motions. And like, even the, when they're building the, whatever they are building is just me, almost mesmerizing. The way that they're doing it and the way that everything is playing out and it's just, I don't know, it just has this, feel to it that is just uh, just gripping as you're watching this play out. Agreed,
0: 100%. Yeah, gripping is a good word. Um, I think we say intense all the time. It feels intense. It always feels yeah. intense. This whole episode, I kept wondering, like, who's about to die? What twist are we about to get? And it literally keeps you on the edge of your seat. So it um, does, yes. Yeah, man, I've been enjoying it. Um, and again, another episode where there's, like, was there any action, fight scene I mean, Anything like that?
1: I mean, techni- I, mean, I technically? mean, there was a push or two yeah, in the saying, hallway. Yeah, technically, there's a oh, shove yeah. and a punch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kino. Yeah. yeah,
0: Kino. Kino. Yeah. Sorry. He. Uh, yeah. He. literally punches that dude in the gut, and that was it. So we did get some action today yeah. or uh, this week. Yeah.
2: Um. But I mean, they don't need it. They don't. This no. show is like focusing solely on storytelling and yes. developing characters, uh, even new characters we're introduced to in the prison. Like we are fully developing it. And just, I, I, I'm here, man. It's it's great. It's a, a great lot of show. it's
1: just like facial expressions. Like yes. it's well. it's insane. Like um, e- even when when they started with the with the interrogation scene that they had with um, with Bix, yeah. And just like you, as soon as they put on the interrogation device and just seeing her face, just like there was nothing else to it. You didn't get to hear the sound that it was supposed to be, which I think was a phenomenal choice. I always think it's really interesting. It kind of plays into the idea of Lots of times, the villain is more villainous or more scary when you can't see it. When you're using your own imagination about what it could actually be that it is, and just you're just seeing the people react to it, and so you see her face just like, and she's just terror, drained. Terror, yes, and yeah. it's just terror. And by the end, she's drained, and you know, so it's yeah. it's crazy.
2: I can only imagine the sound that it was that. Made the the guy before her and her uh just spill everything like she, yeah. she she it didn't seem like she was holding back or trying to cover for um Andor at all yeah like she had all the information that she needed uh, uh De- De- Deja, that is like she got yeah. everything out of her
1: and you get to see like the sinister nature of the Empire in general because they're literally weaponizing the screams of children like yeah. to the point uh, like, it's, to an insane like level like they, they say that this is literally the screams of children and they she describes how they procured this this audio um and it was yeah, uh, it's it's just, wicked yes man. it's just sinister beyond belief yeah that uh dr Goss, ghost ghost i think it was just was a ghost whatever that dude yeah. was creepy and yes
0: he's like so happy and joyful about yeah, <laughs> what yeah he was
2: he, he loved his job a little too much yeah but, yeah. but i mean empire for you right yeah
0: yeah, and Dedra, I might have been wrong about the. Uh, she's a rebel, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I'll say this though. If she is somehow deep, deep, deep undercover,
2: that's pretty. She's pretty yes. savage. Yeah, there might especially, be no uh, saving her. Yes, yeah,
0: especially yeah. when uh, one of her, um, one of her officers was like, "I really want to hang pack." And she's like, oh, as yeah. you wish. And I was like, oh, when she said that, I was like, okay, there's uh, <laughs> the, I think yeah. I was wrong on no, that one. No going back from that one. I think I'm yeah. wrong on that one, yeah. ladies and
1: gentlemen. Sorry. I, I feel like there's gotta be a turn in some sort. Somebody is gonna be a turncoat in some way Somewhere. or another. But yeah. I I I don't know who it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be her random lieutenant, you know, that pops up in the middle of that meeting, or if it's actually still her and she's just they're really driving home how deep some of these agents actually are, you know. Or if it's going to be somebody else. Maybe, maybe that person that she was scolding, that one officer that she was always like kind of fighting back and forth with. Maybe it'll end up with him being actually like an a a undercover agent of some sort of the yeah. of the rebellion. Or
2: or the empire is just so. Like grand that yes. she has to commit a hundred percent to yes. her her thing, but I, I really don't think she is one. I just think if, if she were to be one, she, it has to be a full on commitment until yeah. that that time because there's there's got to be a, a loss of, of of something in order to get the rebellion going, and she's she realizes that that cost or sacrifice. But in all actuality, I I don't think that she's
1: anywhere there. Yeah, I think that, I think it's gotten to the point where if she were to be one, we would need like a ten minute backstory of like how she got to that point. Because I think she's done enough things and done enough bad things to where if she were to flip, it wouldn't make sense unless there was, like, a very deep, like, reason why. Yeah. Yeah,
0: again, I might have been wrong about that one. But she's uh, she's intense. So she interrogates Bix. Um, and the, the problem is that as far as she knows, Bix – well, actually, I, I think it's pretty clear. Bix is the only person that they know who can positively ID Luthen. Now, they don't know him as Luthen. They they use the term Axis.
2: Yes, Axis, which yeah.
0: is like I guess a, just a code name for this uh, really important guy. I mean, he's at the center of this uh, rebel formation that she's been tracking. Yeah, um, not that yeah. he is necessarily the center of it, but for for her, from her perspective, he's been um, you know connected to all this stuff. But they have no way to ID him as of now.
2: Yeah, and she's the only, Bix is the only way, which I'm glad they're able to keep her alive, because, I mean, I've enjoyed her character so far, and so we'll see more of her in in the future. Yeah. How much of her is left? Just had a thought. What if that dude that said he
0: wanted to hang Pac is also a spy, (laughs) and they (laughs) just put up a
2: front together? Everybody's a spy. Yes. Hey, hey. Just there saying. actually is no empire. It's just the actual. But I, I'm with them. It, it turns out, that, yeah,
1: yeah the entire empire is just full of rebels. <laughs> yeah. but because they're different <laughs> factions, yeah, they don't yeah.
2: know that they're actually just fighting each other. Here, yeah, here's a better one. The uh, Palpatine's a rebel. That's what. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, in a way, he keep was. He was, he was a rebel against the republic. That's, that's that's just because of you, T. Roll. That's all. I know. So,
0: but I I, I agree with what Amara said earlier, where it's like there's seem there's gotta be some twist coming still somewhere. You know, there's what three more episodes in this season. Yeah, and you know it's going to set us up perfectly for a cliffhanger, right? We know that because there's a season two, so that is it's going to be, yep. and it's going to hurt. I can yeah. tell right now. This show is so good that the end of this season is going to hurt, and I don't mean that it's going to be bad. I, I think, I in, in fact, I mean it's going to be awesome. But the 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 cliffhanger
1: that we're probably gonna get is gonna hurt, and it's gonna we're gonna leave have to you hungry. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to freaking
0: wait like yeah. nine months or ten months until season two. Well,
1: you really get yeah. to see like the like it, it'll be very much like, um, or similar to when Infinity War ended, and you're just all this open stuff where so that's a that, big claim, yeah, right? It there. is a big claim, like, but that's like the quality of show cat, that we're dealing with here. Yeah, like at, at least in the idea idea that there's going to be so much speculation. Yeah. There's going to be so much speculation about where is it going? Hopefully better be to where, and we're going to expect so much from it that it's just, uh, there'll be billions of theories, especially with it being the star Wars universe. You're like, where's this going to go? Yeah. Yeah. What direction is this heading? It's going to lose its mind. (laughs) Exactly. All right,
0: let's, let's uh, finish up on Dedra. Again, there's multiple storylines that they bounce back and forth from. So what if anything else on Dedra? You know, there's that scene later on where they capture what they call a rebel pilot. Yes. yes. And I keep thinking, like, is this Luthen? Because we didn't get Luthen at all in this
2: episode. Right, no. but we did see him. Like, he was flying. He was somewhere. flying. So it, so it makes it you wonder. I think you're right. I think, think, it, is is yeah, I think it is Luthan? I think it is Luthen.
0: I think was a smoke screen where it's not
1: Luthen, but they're making us think that it is. But what yeah. do you think about it? I mean... What will be kind of interesting is if it is Luthien, but they don't know that he... They don't think of him as Axis. He's not they significant. Think, he, they just think he's like a pawn. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a bigger uh, speed, they don't yeah. think of him as... Like, they haven't connected the two worlds yet. They don't know of him as the, the dealer that he is or as the Axis person that they're looking for. They see him as some other entity that isn't necessarily... That may be connected to the Rebellion, but maybe not connected to the two points. It might be one of those things where he slips, like, underneath in some way or another. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it is him, but,
2: I mean, now that you say it, like, I really want that to happen, and I'm, <laughs> it has to happen yeah. now, because I think that's going to be a cool uh, chess match between uh, Luthan and and, and Dedra. Like, I think that'd be re- really cool to see their interaction, especially with her not knowing that he is who he is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know man. Well s- and cuz cuz is it Krieger that they said like the Empire's he worried wa- about? Yeah, he wanted. Yeah. Why are they worried about this? Who is this guy? Why are they worried about him?
2: Oh, that's for the story to unfold man. We I don't, don't know. know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I don't know. I'm, who this guy uh, where's Markham? Markham.
0: Anto Krieger,
2: right? Anton, yeah.
0: was yeah. it? Anto Anton?
2: Uh, you're right. Yes. Whatever, guys. <laughs> Star Wars. Yay. Okay. So um, Mon Mothra yeah, Yes. we get the reveal that... Well, first off, she's doing a bunch of stuff with a banker, right? Yes. But then we get the reveal of Val as yeah. her cousin.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, which at first I wasn't 100% sure if she was like a real cousin or if it was like a quote-unquote cousin. Yeah. What's up, cuz? Um a situation where it was like part of their cover because, uh, you, you know, it'd be like, oh, a cousin is not going to be someone that you're going to be like, why is this person coming around type of thing? But a cousin is also something to where it's far enough relation-wise it's in that sweet spot. It's close enough to where you're not going to be like, why is this person around? But it's further enough to where you're not going to be like, well, why aren't they always around? Or why aren't they like. <laughs> or, or like your stories could not always match up and it can be okay because, you know, you have cousins cousin. that you see yeah. every 10 years and it's right. like, okay. Um, but it seems like they're actually. Legit cousins. Legit cousins. So <laughs> that, that is definitely interesting to see how that's going to play out. Um, and it, it's going to be really cool to see how the relationship between Mothma and Luthan and Vel is actually... How did that relationship come about? Like, was it... Did, did Luthan kind of, like, almost is he kind of recruiting both of them or is he and using either one set of skills to move the rebellion forward is, is the true power in the relationship still like, is it somewhere else? Um, So that's going to be very interesting to see. And it seems, although it seems like Vel is very much, uh, you know, the more hands-on version of the cousin, they, they kind of like play the two roles. Like there's the money, and then there's the hands-on version of the rebellion that you're kind of seeing playing out with their relationship.
2: Yeah, they had they had a lot of great dialogue between them. Whether it was like when they were off on in private, they had like a good conversation, and when it ended, like as far as like when Bell was getting ready to leave. Uh, she, Mothra was like you gotta keep playing your part play this spoiled rich girl for once like that kind of thing because Vel was like she's eager to get back out there yeah. and uh, keep making advancements with the re- rebellion but Mothra's like it took, take your time like it's okay like Be a spoiled rich girl. be a spoiled rich girl. Like, Be that person right now because we need to keep up appearances because we set some things into motion that we need the Empire to respond in a certain way so they can use that uh, to keep the fire
1: ignited to turn more people to the cause. Yeah. I'm really wondering... So something that I'm kind of wondering about is the daughter. So I'm wondering if she's going to somehow get... Uh, pulled away by Vel into the rebellion, like kind of recruited by her aunt to join it because it seems like the daughter doesn't want anything to do with the mother because she believes the mother doesn't really stand for anything. That Mama doesn't really stand for anything. She doesn't really do anything in life. She kind of seems like she's one of those daughters that wants to get out there and do something. It has this negative view of her mother um, and doesn't feel like she's helping out in any way and that she may see her aunt as someone is a person of action and that someone that she wants to kind of j- go out and kind of sort of like um Jon Snow's relationship in in um in Game of Thrones where he wants to go to his uncle and like go out to the out to the wild a little bit and kind of get away from the the home life that is kind of repre- kind of repressing him. Hmm.
0: That's an interesting thought about Mon Mothma's, Mon Mothma's daughter. That would be because uh, then she would like she falls in love with the rebellion. She and then later on she learns that her mom is also in on it. Yeah, and, like they would they would instantly have a, like a bond because they need bonding. Yes. they they, they, they are missing each sure. other so clearly. Yes, and it's painful
1: to watch. <laughs> and, and I feel like it would just like it would create like a reason for why her daughter is so like against her, other than the fact that she's just a teenage girl. And that's just how they are towards their brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
0: anything else on Mon Mothma and all this uh, stuff with Vel?
2: I'm just uh, in, interested to see when the big the big decisions made to move the rebellion forward with another event made by mm-hmm. Mon Mothra rather than Luthen. Like, I want to see her in, in the action rather than behind the, the scenes pulling the strings in the in the the Senate and the, the political scene.
0: Well, here's a question: What's going on with this? The banker. The yeah, the money. Like yeah. So that whole interaction they had something about four hundred thousand credits. like I guess I just don't remember what his so connection is. To if her. I'm not mistaken,
1: the credits were from the heist, correct. Is that what they're? um I, i'm I'm not sure if they were actually from the I think they were they're missing credits. They're not oh I thought they
2: gained credits and they had to move the money. they had to hmm. they had to move the money because they had it stored in an account and if the they were Empire were to investigate the account. They would be like, "Where'd you get this money from? This is the exact amount that we're missing from our quarterly payroll from the yeah. uh, Aldani."
1: Hmm.
0: No, but that wouldn't. They, they're missing a lot more than four hundred thousand.
1: See, the, the, the way that I saw it was that they were kind of. It, it, either way, it's set up to where the it seems like the empire is going to start to be looking much deeper into the financial records of their their constituents, their senators, or. Their people of power to see potentially where the money is. I I was seeing it more as they, the Empire may be looking into where money is coming to fund this rebellion Mm. rather than there being money just there when it shouldn't be there. Of of course, the other way around would make sense too. So it could be either way that it's set up could be correct in this situation. But basically it seemed to me to where – there was money either missing or there that needed to be moved around. So it would be interesting to see who this person is that um, they're interacting with and you know where he's going to be able to move the money. I really do want to see how Mon Mothma actually joins the rebellion like as a face. Is it going to be something to where she's pushed or is it going to be something to where she leaps? It will be mm. interesting to see how that plays out. Because, I, I mean, I could see it being either way. And at the moment, it feels like she wants to leap, but there's still a lot holding her back from leaping. Whether it be, you know, she doesn't want... There's still a lot um, to hold up because of her position. And I think they've been doing a good job of kind of underlining, also with the prison scenes, showing what's at stake for Mothma. They're kind of like subliminally telling you this is what in her future if she is caught as well Mm, yeah, because even though they're not actually flat out saying it you're seeing these scenes kind of back to back so you're that that's what is in her future if she gets caught and you're seeing all this decadence on one side but you're also seeing the prison side that's like okay this is this is what's at stake in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, I think her role in the rebellion and her being also in the Senate as well, like that that's that's key. That's key to a good rebellion. Like you yes. still have influence in in the policies and the procedures and stuff that's going on in within the empire and you kind of need that. So, I feel like the only way that she's going to get involved is if she's found out and has to escape and then lead yep. and then lead as a true rebel because she was found out. Like that's yep. I feel like the only way. Because uh, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'd be, I'm, down for that.
1: I mean, or like, okay, so like I said, continuing the storyline with her daughter. Like, what if her daughter joins with Vel and then her daughter is killed? You know? And so that's the push. She knows she has to take a stand one way or another. And, you know, she has to take that leap and, you know, jo- join and be 100% in. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so. All right,
0: how about the prison scene? Yes. Or scenes, really. Yes, Just multiple, everything. Yeah. I yes.
2: Mean, incredible, man. So, I mean, they are still building whatever parts they're building. Yes. Right? And then they are, uh, it seems like they're all working as a good team, uh, the one that Andor's on. Yes. Uh, minus the old dude uh, and his uh, decline in, in, hell, in health. Yeah. Um, oh, man. It He was pretty deteriorated. Bad, yeah.
0: Big time. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I know that like the top team or crew gets to like taste their food. Right. <laughs> Did they show that the bottom crew also gets like electrocuted though? Yes. They God. do. Yeah, yes. they do. They do. That's awful, man. <laughs> Work faster. Yes. I know, but that's Productivity, just, man. Productivity.
1: Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> just brutal. I mean, it the really Empire is, is just so evil. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just the way it plays out. I mean, I mean unfortunately it makes sense in this situation for them to have incentives and then for the, for there to be punishments for you to at least you know you may you, you know you may not be the best but you know for a fact you do not want to be the worst. Yeah. So are you telling us you're pro empire right now?
2: Like that's what sounds it sounds like. like. It. Yeah. yeah. So it I mean, like you heard it here first on the. No <laughs> surprise. <podcast>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that they essentially killed off an
2: entire floor. Yes. They, uh, yes. they hear rumors and rumblings on their communication mm-hmm. through the tunnels uh, or the like the little bridge where they're walking and uh, so yeah an entire floor they killed a, like a hundred plus right. Yeah. And.
0: The medic and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but it's okay. You know, if you're listening to this, you probably watched it. So it's like the medic is the one who tells Nino and Andor or Kino. Kino. Kino, sure. Andy circus. Uh, yes. Andy Circus. Yeah. He's you know, tells him that uh like the the empire made a mistake. Essentially, like
2: they they accidentally put somebody back on a floor. What what, what the hell happened? Okay. I don't even. Know. <laughs> okay. Somebody so, say something. Yes. Okay. So uh, the one this one guy that we don't have any idea who he is, right? But he his his dates were up, and he was supposed to, he was to be released. So rather than well, rather than leaving the fourth floor and then going to freedom, they, he went from the fourth floor to the second floor, and. The, somebody recognized it or he knew he was in there. Well, no, he, he knew I'm back here on the second floor. Yeah, he so to- he's like, I'm supposed to be free. I'm supposed to be free. I was on the fourth floor. And then therefore that stirred the, the whole floor saying like, we don't actually get out of here. Our dates don't matter. Our time doesn't matter. We're yeah. working for nothing. And they went crazy. They started rebelling and fighting and causing a, a chaos. And they just
1: lit lit them up and fried them all.
2: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> lost a hundred people right there.
1: I do think it's also an interesting point to point out that the medic was also a prisoner. Yes. 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 Um, Because of just the fact that, you know, you're seeing these roles being played out, um, which kind of points at um, how many people on... We talked a a little bit off the pot about how many people are actually... How many guards are actually in this location? Which I think is going to be an important number to know going out... um, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to figure out what number it is, right. um, exactly how many, but it's also showing that these auxiliary roles are being filled by prisoners as well. So that means there aren't extra, lots of times, of people who are guards or members of the empire that are filling these roles. So that means that is one less person who could be on the empire's side in these situations. Right, yeah.
2: And I think it's I think it's interesting to uh, point out that the entire time we see any of the prison scenes, uh, Andor is continuously questioning Kino. Like, yes. what do you know? How many guards are there? Like, he's he's interrogating him, and Kino's just like, focus on your work, focus on your work. Uh, worry he about is. the worry about the time. Oh yeah, well, yeah, exactly right. Yes. And uh, and so finally, at the end, when when Kino comes to the realization because the medic, oh, the ending was great. Yeah, the yes. medic gave him all the information that that he needed to finally be like okay we got to do something here yeah. And and how crazy was that scene of watching him like a click in Kino's mind of he f- he was that guy who was like stick to the stick to the plan stick to the plan and then he realizes it and then the, his facial expressions just change and you can feel what he is feeling and Andy Serkis yeah. does that better than anybody else is to uh, act with his body and his emotions and his just he really and draws you in his eyes man yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but and 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 Andor asks once again how many guards are on the floor at any time or whatever, and he says, "When he said no more than twelve, like yeah. it was just such a, yeah, I don't know, it yeah. just felt like yeah. an epic ending. It, it really was. did, yeah. Like, yeah,
1: just the way the way he said it, and it was just, it was a man who just completely, c- completely lost his worldview shattered. Yes, yeah. yes, his that's a great way to put it. His worldview was shattered because he was very much he was like. Just keep your head down, do your work, and you will get out. That's yeah. what he was trying to do <laughs> from the very beginning. Although he was always kind of against what Andor was doing, but he was only against it because in his mind, he saw these numbers on everyone's um, shifts, how many of these people had left. And he knew in, in his job, he saw it as almost like a, um, as like a commanding officer. Like his job was to get these men home. To their two 0 right? Yeah, like, like, down. Yeah, like, like right. yeah, to keep them alive, to get them to, to get them through this in a way campaign. In, in a lot of ways, and right. and, and I think that's how he took it very seriously, and he understood that not only is he he's working for these men to get home, he's working towards getting himself home, and it just he felt like it was. I think in his mind it was a betrayal by the empire, that you know on the most base level that they were playing with all of these people's lives way more than he ever was really hoping right. they ever were.
2: Which played into what Andor was preaching, was saying like they don't they don't care about you. Nobody's listening. No. Nobody nobody gives two rips about yeah. what we are doing here. Like, yeah, we can say and do anything. Uh, that we want and they're not going to listen to what we're saying. So uh, it just fueled um, after uh, Kino hearing all of this throughout the entirety of the episode at the end, he's like, you're right. Nobody does care. We're stuck here and yep. I don't want to be stuck here anymore. And I'm going to tell you that there's 12 guards on every floor and uh, we're, <laughs> maybe this is going to spark a planning because we saw some inkling of a plan when, uh, Andor went to the restroom, and yes. the one the guard was coming down with a, a new person, and uh, Andor was talking like, "We can take him now. We can jump on this now. Like, let's like, he, there's a, there's a plan formulating between all the prisoners on the on the floor. It's just a matter of when is the right time to execute that plan. And I think I think that is it's been done. Like seamlessly to the, the the prison planning the the, the prison scene in this epi- in this episode and in, in series so far so like the jailbreak when it happens it's gonna be epic it's gonna be incredible it's yeah. it's truly gonna be phenomenal
1: yeah it's gonna be really cool to see um I also kind of want to know with this whole situation is the empire's turn specifically because of what happened now to Adani and were they letting people out. Eventually, or was this specifically because of Eldani? And they just this is a, I want to know if this is new or if this I, is something that's been going on gotta forever.
0: It's got to be new because I, in my head it's like they let a prisoner out who was going to be released who was on floor number four, and then they sent him to floor two. It's like he he like unless they wiped his memory. He remembers where he came from, which is why everyone on floor two lost their mind. Yeah, that hasn't apparently that hasn't happened yet,
2: right? Yeah, so yeah that'd be so the first time that that happened. Yeah, so it's like, like yeah.
0: if they have always been doing this, they would have always had riots like that. Like unless there are just floors that they send people to just to die. Right. Yeah. 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 And maybe that's it, but but then what's the point of that? Like they said, they they feed them, they give them sleep so that they can work because they want their labor. Yeah. So they, I don't think the empire wants to lose. <laughs> a
2: floor of 100 people. Yeah, I mean, they, they need bodies. They need yeah. people to build the the pieces for the Death Star. Like I mean, yeah. that's what they need right now.
1: And I mean, that might be why, is they just need all this extra labor because maybe the the Empire is ramping up for something. They know something is company, coming, and they know that the cheapest form of labor is what they are. Like, I mean, Ander brings it up. We're cheaper than than droids. Yeah, like, which is a great point, you know, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. fun episode, fun episode. Yeah, fun. Ep- I, g- I mean, I guess not good. I wouldn't say fun. Entertaining
2: episode. Yeah. There you go. I think it happened last week too. You said that. Yeah, I, I'm. In, I'm having a good time, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you look. I've been the fact yeah. that I have to be on the. The fact that I had to be on the edge of my seat the entire time, like that's mm-hmm. that's what that's what TV should do, man. Yeah. You should you should have a full on experience where you want to jump up and shout at the screen. Like that's what it should be yeah. all about. No, yeah. it was it was epic,
1: and I'm just loving the the length of these arcs. Like I felt like on Eldani. If they wanted to, they could have done it in like an episode and a half. But they pull it over like three episodes, and now I feel like if they wanted to, they could have done the same thing here, where they could have done the jail, him going to jail through the jailbreak in like an episode and a half. But they've been pulling it over. We're going into our third episode, and they're just they're drawing yeah. it out. They're drawing you in. Yeah, and, and it's th- just the way this show's phenomenal. going. The way this show's going. The whole next episode could be just planning. We still
0: might not yeah. even get the jailbreak. <laughs> we we could get sure it, like an not. entire yeah.
1: episode that's like an Ocean's Eleven style, like laying out what they're going to do. Maybe That'd be like crazy. that would be it would be insane. it would be completely out of character for what the, for show the show is. Yeah, but it would be very yeah. interesting to see how that would play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, let's like, say a new prisoner enters and he's like Danny Ocean, right? <laughs> yeah. Or what so if the, what if, is what, if there, what if a new prisoner shows up and it's Luthen? Maybe that oh. pr- maybe that pilot is Luth, and they send him, or they don't know it's Luthan, Gosh. so they just send him to this That'd facility. Be so cool. Let's just and keep then it's spinning, spinning
2: this web, man. Let's yeah. keep spinning this web.
0: So, real quick, they noticed that the elevator doesn't electrocute. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, the elevator, and then the top, uh, the,
1: the top, top floor. Yeah, the top ramp area. Okay. Yeah, because because one of the guys um, gets electrocuted, the- but then he touches like the railing. So that leaves the possibility of, you know, you not you, you being able to touch the railing or maybe even stand on the railing and not get electrocuted. Hmm. And they
2: said one of the guards was not wearing boots, so they did point that out. Yeah. So interesting. And I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Um, I think. Is there anything else we're missing? I, say, from I think we, dude, we broke that episode down, man. We, down. Yeah. Yeah. Way I, to go, think, us. And it'll be interesting
1: <laughs> to see if like the under like. Um. The how much the underemployment of the um of the staff is going to affect their breakout, and um, because they they did make a point to you know talk about that Pete that prisoner the guards r- run late and they're not always the full allotment that they need for certain situations, yeah,
0: right. What's what, what's Dedra gonna think when uh they hear about this? They have a, br- a briefing about this prison break. And then they have just some random footage or pictures of those who escaped, and they sh- and they see Andor. Yeah. yeah, you know, what I'm saying that's gonna be
1: that's gonna be yeah. to good. It's to see. gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, one last thing. Do we want to talk about the the conversation between Deirdre, Deirdre and... Oh, and Cyril?
2: Yes. Good point. The
1: cre- oh, sure. Creep, yeah. Creepy dude. Stalker man. Stalker mode. Yes. He is so creepy. Um, he was very creepy, but I am wondering. Like I think. It's meant to sort of look like it's more romantic than it really is. Oh, okay. I mean, his eyes, maybe. I don't know about see, hers. See, no, I don't see it as romantic in his eyes either, though. I think it's his, her. he sees his idealism in her. And it's not necessarily romantic idealism in the sense of, I want to get with you. Mm-hmm. It is, you. he sees that they're, the way that they go at their jobs, which is what, was so much of his life before is so similar and I think he sees her as a way to like as someone that he could work with that he could have a a, a relationship in the working environment not hmm. not necessarily in the romantic way but the drive it, i I think he's
2: romanticizing the cause and the, their their wavelength the way that they see the, the empire and the world yeah. he's romanticizing that. Pairing between them,
1: I, I could see that, but I don't think it's true, like romantic. Yeah, in in that sense.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with Amato. I think he's just he's head over heels about finally there is someone else who cares about justice in his in his view as yeah. much as he does. Yeah. yes Okay. Yeah. So still creepy. But that was yeah still it was creepy. Yeah, and
1: she was creeped out by it. Yeah. She oh, was yeah. flustered. I, I don't bl- I don't blame her. The dude literally just showed up at her work and was like, <laughs> "Hey, hey, girl." I sense it. I know you want this. Yes. (laughs) I I sense it in you. Let me grab your arm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Crazy. All right. So uh, check back next week to hear the update on Cyril to see what the next crazy thing he does. Um, I think that's it, boys. Yeah, absolutely. To all of our listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. Please uh, follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod. Places like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. And also hit subscribe on the, on the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to and help us to kind of grow the, uh, the community, the Royal Geek community. So with all that in mind, for my good friends, Sandy and Shimado, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants.